Good morning and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. In only two months, guys, we have grown to 10,000 monthly listeners. Wow, blows my mind. And I just wanted to say thank you so much. I get hundreds of messages every day saying how much this podcast is helping people. So if I could ask whatever application you may be listening to this on, Spotify, Apple, Amazon or anywhere else, if you could please give me a five star rating, it will really help push the podcast so that we can help even more people. My goal is to be reaching 50,000 monthly listeners by the end of the year and you guys can directly help me achieve that. Anyway, enjoy the following episode. And then I'm going to start with who is first in the queue? Uh, Captain. There you go, Captain. How are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. It's nice to be back. How can I help? Um, okay, so this is from Metal uh, Metal Keg Cat and Split in Discord. Yeah. Uh, good evening. My ex and I are due to ex due to exchange four meetings in May and are both representing ourselves. It's been radio silence from his end and despite sending an email and recorded a letter to him to arrange a time for exchange, I have heard nothing. We live 90 miles apart and wanted to know what the repercussions were for him or if he doesn't comply. There won't be any repercussions the first time. I mean, ultimately, um, the court's most likely going to adjourn because if they don't have the evidence that they need in order to to move the matter forward, that's all they can do, really, which is really frustrating, and I know that. Um, But no, in short, there won't be any repercussions. You would just hope that eventually he will engage in the process. Uh, Iman, you are next up. So whenever you're ready, hop onto the stage and ask me. There we go. What's your question? Thank you so much. Uh, my question is, if a, like a, a mother applied for PSO, uh, previous steps order, um, using uh, form C-100, and then at the same time, father also applied, uh, so the court received two applications of PSO, um, what, what, who would be the applicant and the respondent and how the court usually would, you know, resolve that or like cross-applications? So, yeah, so that they are effectively a cross-application. The person that goes down as the applicant is usually the person that filed their application first in time. So if you filed your prohibited steps application first, you will probably remain the applicant. And then the part of the court will just join both applications together so that both of your applications yeah. will be heard at the same time. Right. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Thank you Iman. Bye-bye. Good question. Thank you. Um, that's a really good mm-hmm. question, actually. KK, you are up next. Whenever you're ready, ask me your question. Hi, um, I've not spoken to you in quite some time, actually. Okay. Um, but my question is, um, I was divorced back in October, and um, I'm waiting for the sale of my house where my ex-wife is currently living. Yeah. Um, she's not mentioned on the deeds of the house, nor is she paying the mortgage, but the judge ruled that she's allowed to stay there because I was the one that actually walked out of the house. Now, I find myself in a position where she's kind of not being proactive for the sale. So the house is up on the market. Yeah. And we've had the offers in, but um, it doesn't seem to be kind of progressing. And I, I was kind of wondering, is it too late now for me to make an offer to kind of put, um, buy her out of the property? Or am I still able to do that? 
Do you have your financial order, KK? Is that what you're talking to me about? I've already got the financial order in yeah. place, yes. So okay. she's now been assigned a certain amount of equity yeah. once the house is sold. Yeah. So, so, so would I be able to actually make an offer to purchase her out of the house or well, is that now not so it? You need to go back to the order is what is what I'm trying to say. So you need to have a look at the order and what does that allow you to do? So the, the order, um, because sometimes the order will say that, you know, you have to, they have to, have to stay until the child reaches 18 or what have you. So just go for guidance, always go back to your order. And if the order isn't preventing you from buying her out, then do it. By all means, do it. Yeah, there's no specific wording in the order that says I can't buy her out of the property. The problem right. becomes that because she doesn't work, yeah, um, it does state that she's able to stay in the house until the house is completed and she has somewhere to go. What do you mean so, until the house is completed? Um, so once the uh, the completion's gone through for the house and money's been exchanged and whatnot, she can then move on. But she's now claiming that she's in a chain whereby she wants to purchase a property, but she's in no position to actually purchase a property because she doesn't have a mortgage or she has no capacity for a mortgage. Right. I, I, I'll be honest with you, KK, I'm getting a bit lost. So we, I thought that the order was very clear that she got X amount percentage of the property and you got what was left and you're asking if you can buy her out of the property. But now you're talking about a new yeah, property. Yeah, that's pretty much my question, yeah. Okay, so and my answer but, is, yes, you can, unless the there. order Sorry. says that you can't. So you can buy her out unless the order says that you can't. No, sorry, I... I... Try, I'll make myself more clear, sorry. The the order says that um, she gets a certain amount of equity upon the completion of the sale of the house. Right. Um, but the judge said that um, he would not actually have her removed from the house until the actual completion was done. So I see. she's now claiming that she has nowhere to go because she can't afford to go anywhere. Yes. So that kind of leaves me in a position where, well, I don't exactly know where that leaves me because... We well, can't complete the she's... sale of the house because she's saying she's got nowhere to go. Okay, so then you would have to, if she's refusing to complete on a sale, which is part of the order, then you'd have to go back to court and enforce the order. Okay, so I think I think right. potentially the, the question that you asked maybe wasn't the best one. Can you buy her out or can, you know, can you give her... Or what, what did you ask me? Can she buy you out or can you buy her out? If she has no, no can mortgage... I buy her out? But if she has no mortgage potential... Um, and well, it depends how much cash she's got, I suppose. It depends if you buy her out. It depends how much cash that she's then got in order to to go and buy a property. Well, this was the problem that I'm finding that the amount of equity, the amount of money that she'll get from the sale of the house, yeah. wouldn't be enough for her to buy somewhere. Okay, so that then raises a different problem that was raised at court before, because the the courts has yeah. decided that she's going to get seventy percent or whatever it is of the equity of the property. Yeah. If that 70% yeah. is now not enough for her to buy a property, well, that's a different problem, isn't it? And if she, and if she's now yeah. decided that and therefore not selling, you're going to need to go back to court and enforce the order. Right, okay. And there's no kind of issues with me trying to enforce that order? No, 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 no. The court's made the order. So if she's not selling the property, then she's, not, she's in breach of the order. So that's fine. Right, okay. All okay, right. that, that's brilliant. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot for your help. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, S. Patel, you are up next. Thank you, KK, for that question. 
Um, we got there in the end. Sometimes it's a little bit confusing because obviously I'm trying to get the context Hello, as quickly as I properly can. I'm good, thank you. How are you? How can I help? Yeah. Oh, I was wondering if you can. That'd be lovely. Um, it's really good, firstly, talking to you. And secondly, I just wanted to know about childcare. So yeah. I've got an eight-year-old and a 15-year-old. Yeah. And I would like 50-50 custody, but my ex-partner is not willing to budge. So we are going to trial. But by the time the trial date comes around, my daughter will be 16. Yeah. So I suppose the question is, at what age will the court stop directing contact for child children? At 16. And can I split them? At 16. So you, there's every chance that your daughter will no longer be part of that child arrangements order because she'll be 16. Okay. So and the, the, the follow-on question to that is, if I wanted to get my son to live with me, because I've looked at the six step welfare checklist and I feel that I would be best placed to bring his up, you know, look after him, etc. And she also has a pending green card file for the USA. And obviously at some point she would want to go, but I don't want my son to go because he's on the autistic spectrum. Right. And, that's, and he's always lived here, for example. Okay, so, so how would you think the court may view that? Well, the court won't make a decision on that unless somebody asks the court to. And, and okay. you're either going to be making an application to stop her from removing the child to the US, which would be a prohibited steps order, or she's going, to, and she, or she's going to make an application to relocate to the States. So, and, okay. and then, then it will come down to the, I mean, what we then go into advice, which obviously I can't give you on, on Discord. No. And then it comes down to history, context, welfare of the child. That's when you'd need to take specific advice then. Okay. Does that help? Yes, it does. Thank okay. you. So that gives me some comfort because I, I was going to fold and just accept every other weekend, but I was like, Toing and throwing, thinking, should I or should I not? But it's, I, don't, I don't want to accept every other weekend. Good. Because I would like some contact during the week as well. Absolutely. And, and, and a lot of orders, that will be the bare minimum. That will be alternate weekends. And the weekend that you don't have contact with the child, you'll get some midweek contact. Okay. I wanted like every week, every week contact and every other weekend. Every uh, week contact. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, I, I, that, that's, um, that's quite common as well. Yeah. Yeah, so she's not. She's she only wants me to have every other weekend, which is um, really let's just say it's been um, hard. Okay. Really hard. Yeah, I think I think you've you've probably got a good case there because the courts will 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 also suggest some midweek contact. It just it might be that it goes to final hearing. Yeah, that's. I think that's going to happen. Thank you anyway. You're I, welcome. Uh, thank you very much. I'm keen to carry on listening. Oh, good. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank bye. You, bye. 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 Uh, Clive, you're up next. How can I help? Evening, Tracy. How Hello, are you? I'm good, thank you. Good, good. Um, just a really quick one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you remember my situation. Uh, we no. went to... Sorry, say that again? Uh, no, I'm sorry, Clive, I don't. I wish I could. I might I might no. remember it when you start to tell me. Oh, okay, yes, I um... do, actually. Did I email your mum yesterday? Yeah, you did. Yes, yeah, I she did. Mentioned that to me earlier. Yes, I did. Yes, far away, Clive. I remember completely now. So, we went to court, um, when was it? Tail end of March. Yes. 
um, court have approved a guardian to be appointed mm-hmm. on behalf of my children. Yeah. We should be having contact with both of the children separately. So I should be seeing one on one day and one of another day. Fabulous. Uh, um, essentially, I'm having a bit of difficulty seeing one of the children because um, he's essentially, well, I'm, I don't want to point fingers, but I yeah. believe that he's been told that I've hurt him and that he shouldn't want to see me. So puts that up as a barrier to not wanting to see me. Um, although I'm trying as best as I can, even though it's supervised and costing me a hell of a lot to attempt to see him, but not actually see him. Yeah. Um, but with the other child that I am having contact with, I've been told that contacts to be in the community, it doesn't need to be supervised anymore, but just supported. So essentially the contact center person's there and just looks around the corner every now and again. Yeah. Um, I... I've been taking him to the same place now for about five weeks. And as much as I love being with my child, um, it seems very much very repetitive. And I want to be able to take him to other places in the community. But mum is essentially saying no on the basis. I think that for consistency, it's best for him to go to the same place week on week. Um, can she actually force me to do that? Can I just say, well, no, I'm taking my child here. Just make sure he's available and there she, no, at she, this time. No, she can't. Always be guided by your order. Always, always be guided by your order. So whatever it says in the order <clears> is what you can do. And if you and mum disagree about what you do during supported contact, you must get another direction from the court next time you're back. But no, mum okay, mum, mum can't make those decisions. I'm in direct contact with her solicitors and I've said to her solicitors, look, I want to be able to take him to venue B. Yeah. And they're like, well, mum's happy for him to see you at venue A. Yeah. And for consistency, that's the best way. So if you don't like that, it's a take it or leave it. Don't see your son at all. And it's like, well, no, that's absolutely not going to be the case. I'm going to 100% see my son regardless of where you say. But, but, but what, why is but it what does be your, the same place every week? But what does your order say? The order just says in the community. It doesn't have Great. any stipulations as to where Great. and how well, often then, I can change it and whatever. Yeah. Well, then go back and, and ask the solicitor, say, thank you for that. Could I ask you to take me to the part of the court order that, that specifies I have to remain in the same place? And, of course, they'll, okay. be, they'll be unable to do that. But, yeah, go back and challenge them. But, ultimately, if the order says you can go out in the community, then when you pick, them up from, or pick the child up for contact, you go into the community. Oh, but from the contact centre, I've been told that I need to let them know where I'm actually going to be taking the child that's, that's and for the that's child's fine. safety and also yeah. the safety of their member of staff who's got to follow me around. Yeah. Again, I'm going to send you back to the order. Follow the okay. order to the letter. Okay, I'll do All that. Right. Brilliant. All right, thanks, Clive. Perfect, thank you. Bye. Hey, Mark, how are you? Not too bad, yourself? Yeah, good, I'm good. How can I help? Right. I got about three questions for you. Okay. All from the mic. Yeah. Um, what do I need to do for a section seven, uh, section forty-seven report? Do need to have legal rep, as judge said he will remove my fifty-fifty. Can a judge take away my fifty-fifty in relation to emotional abuse if there's no actual evidence? Well, the section forty-seven for those others that are listening is a report that social services will put together, and they've been ordered to do so by the court generally. And it will then be submitted into evidence. So 
The question you're asking me or they're asking you, Mart, is what can I do? Do I need legal representation? That's going to depend on the recommendations of social services because that Section 47 report is going to um, give us some guidance as to what they're suggesting. And of course, the court is usually going to follow the suggestions of social services or CAFCAS. So if you really want to challenge a Section 47 report and you can get legal representation, then get it by all means. I mean, I'd start with some advice first so that the solicitor can let you know if it can be challenged successfully and go from there. But it will depend on what their recommendation is in that report. Okay, brilliant. Okay. And the next one is, I'm not sure um, where everything else has gone. Um, I'm in court on Thursday for a FEDRA. Um, just wanted to know what to expect. Also, the applicant is saying we need to exchange documents before, but I'm not aware of this. Is this normal? And if so, what documents are meant to be exchanged? So, FEDRA is um, another children's hearing. Uh, for those of you, again, that are listening, exchanging documents, go back to the previous order that the court made and see what the directions are. What has the court asked you to exchange? If there's nothing in the order, it may just be referred, or the other side may be referring to position statements. So before a hearing, we will just put together a two-page document and it will just outline our position and what it is that we're asking the court for and why we're asking the court for that, and why we feel that's in the child's best interests. And we'll swap those, but we'll kind of do that maybe the day before, sometimes even the morning of the hearing. Um, we'll just sort of, you know, swap. So I'm, I'm in court tomorrow and I swapped mine today. Um, so, you know, we, we both did. So that's possibly what that is. But if it's not position statements, then have a look at the order. Because you can't lodge anything with the court unless you've got permission to do so. And the permission comes from the previous court order. Right, okay, bro. Okay. And the last one I have for you. Um, I've been having child contact every fortnight for the last 12 weeks. Yeah. Um, contact has been really going really well. I've had supervised contact with all the reports in my favour. I'm due back in court on the 25th next week. Um, can I request that I get now moved out of the contact centre? Um, you Absolutely. You can make the request. I think the, the reason they're asking the question is they're probably wanting to know, will that request be successful? Um, yeah. that that will depend on why the contact is in is being supervised in the first place so to give some context sometimes we'll ask the judge for supervised contact if a parent has an addiction and what we're then going to be asking that parent yeah. for is to provide some hair strand results so that we can monitor that addiction to see if they're making any improvements or sometimes there's supervised contact because there's domestic violence in which case the court may want to do a fact find before it comes out of the contact centre. So by all means make the request, but the success of the request will depend on why supervised contact has been ordered in the first place. And if that issue that we had has now been fixed. Okay, brilliant. That's all I have for you with a minute, Tris. Lovely. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Um, so a quick question on TikTok. Um, someone asked me, what's the difference between Section 47 and Section 7? Section 47 is compiled by social services, really detailed report. It'll go into all the background, it'll go into who's involved in the children, who's part of the application. It really is chapter and verse. They're quite lengthy reports. 
It will have all kinds of notes in there from every professional that's been involved with that child or children. A section seven is where CAFCAS, it's more, it's a limited report. It's more a wishes and feelings report. And it's where CAFCAS will speak to the mum and the dad and potentially the children if they're old enough to have their feelings listened to or their wishes listened to. Um, but both of them are designed to help the judge, give the judge some guidance, give the judge a third view, um, an impartial view, strictly speaking. Uh, right, just BM, you are next up. Now I'm just going to keep my eye open for Fuller Mama to see if she's made her way back into the audience. Um, oh yes, she has. There we go. Joss, how can I help? Hi. Um, when we did our finance final finance court hearing, yeah, there was a charge placed on my property for um my ex husband's share when the children reached eighteen. Yeah. Um, he's since moved abroad and he's no longer been paying any child maintenance, which CMS can't help with. And I just wondered if there was a way I could go back to court to get that looked at for the charge oh. to be altered because of that. Um, so you're, you're asking the court to vary the order. Is it extenuating circumstances? It may not be because the jurisdiction for child maintenance does fall with CMS. We would okay. need we would need to look at the entire order, and obviously I don't want you to 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 read that out on Discord. If child maintenance is mentioned and there's a direct link between that and the measure order, essentially is what you've got, then possibly, mm. possibly. Um, yeah, it wasn't mentioned at the time because it was done through the CSA at the time. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, so so chances are no. Um, but obviously, I, I, you know, it may be worth getting getting some legal advice on that rather than just ruling it out. Okay. All right. Um, and if my if there's been no contact for a long period of time, yeah. And the children are wanting to change their name. Can you do that? With, because I don't have any contact details for them. Is there a way to go to court to get their names changed? Or do I need to try and contact him first? Yeah, so you ultimately you've got to try and contact him first because I'm assuming he's got parental responsibility, so you'll need yeah. his permission. Um, if he won't give his permission, then yes, you can make an application to the court using a C1 form. However, I think where you may struggle is if you don't know where he's living because even if you can't you know get his permission because you don't know where he is when you make your application the court's going to want you to serve him and that's going to mean either having an address or an email address because okay. ultimately the court is going to want given that he's got parental responsibility is going to not that they're going to ask him to give permission the court can give permission in his absence but they're going to want him to know what's going on okay all right Great. thank you very much thank you're you welcome for your help. thanks bye thanks bye Right, let's try Fuller Mum again. Can I hear you this time? Hello. Yeah, there we go. What's your question? Uh, um, I have a few questions if it's possible. Uh, one is that I am just about to apply for a financial order in court because mediation failed. Yeah. And um, you mentioned that uh, it takes about 12 weeks to get um, a court aid. What happens if that court date they give me falls during my holiday and I'm not in the country? Can I reschedule it? Can I ask you, for a different date? Or? You, you can ask for a different... I mean, effectively, you would have to ask for an adjournment and you'd have to get the other side's permission. 
What I might be suggesting that you do, though, is ask that you are allowed to attend court via Teams. And that okay. way you can take, you know, half an hour or an hour out of your holiday just to do the Teams hearing. Because if you adjourn, you may wait another three months. Well, that's my that's my problem. I was thinking to just maybe wait another month until I apply. What, what but it's would not, be the best? I, I would make the application. Because sometimes we'll get hearing dates in eight weeks. Sometimes we'll get them in 12 weeks. Sometimes you'll okay. get them and then the week before they're adjourned anyway because you've got no judges available. So I, I would worry less about when you're on holiday because you can overcome that problem if in fact that problem exists. It may not even exist. So just make your application. Okay. And I am planning to ask to stay in the house with the children uh, the father doesn't want uh, any um, anything to do with the children. He just wants the house sold and split. I yeah. want to stay in the house with the children. Um, and I know about the measure order. Yeah. Is is the eighteen year old um, the limit? I mean, I would like it to be a little bit higher if the kids go to university. Because I'm planning as soon as they're done with their education, I'm planning to leave the country. But for me, it doesn't make sense to be kicked out of the house when they're 18, when they're actually going to go to university. It would be and 18 I'm... because in the family court arena, we then see them as adults. So they no longer would form part of the settlement. So it would only be 18. Okay. And my last question is, um, how do I find a solicitor as good as you? Because you raised the bar really hard. And I, I've been trying to find somebody and I'm getting all these invasive answers. Is there anything I can do? Is there, um, can I contact you? I know you have, Absolutely. you're no, very you, busy, but maybe yeah. can somebody at your practice That's, that I can speak with? Absolutely. Um, so if you, if you want to drop me an email, um, we, we can certainly help you. And, and if it's oh, not me, ge generally, generally what we're doing, because so many people do want to get in touch with us is that I will always do the, the initial consultations and, and, and I'll have a chat with the clients and then my team will then help me with that case. Um, so okay. either Eloise or Tammy or Amy, Eleanor, they'll, they'll then help me with it. So it's fine. Drop me an email and we'll be able to sort you out. Don't worry. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank you for everything you do. Oh, Thank it's a you. pleasure. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Okay. Um, just someone on the TikTok there said about legal advice. Civil legal advice line is where you start. Sorry, not legal advice, with legal aid. You're always going to start with the civil legal advice line and their number, guys, is 0345 345 4345. OK, give them a call. They'll do a little test on the phone, means and merits test, takes about 15, 20 minutes. And when I say test, they're going to ask you what you're earning and they're going to ask you about your, your problems and your case. And then if you do qualify for legal aid, they'll tell you and then they'll tell you where your nearest legal aid solicitor is. OK, so that's 0345-345-4345. Um, Olg, I'm going to come to you next. Hello, Tori. I see you popped up there. Um, hello, Olg. What's your question? Hello, oh, um, I'm going to divorce by myself uh, yeah. with little help from you and, and your team. Um, yeah. And it's kind of stuck because um, our first appointment in court was in July 2022. Yeah. And after that, no court orders, no date for, for the second uh, hearing. 
And I spoke to you in the past and you yeah. said I have to chase court orders, yeah. Um, yeah. like keep contacting court for court orders, yeah. which I did. Yeah. And for nine months now, nothing from them. When I speak to them on the phone, they just put me off saying, oh, there's nothing on your file, call us back later. And emails, they finally responded yesterday. So in my email, I asked them, um, uh, I, I told them there's no court orders, no second date. What do I do? And they didn't answer any of my questions. They just basically said, oh, we're not qualified in, in court. People working in court not qualified to give you advice. Give so advice. contact your solicitor. Yeah. So is there any way I can apply for second date in court? Because my ex-husband is not um, complying with uh, judge orders. He's just ignoring all my emails. Yeah. So how do I move on? Is, is, is Amy on this one? Is, is Amy working on this one? Uh, I can't remember, but there's one person from your office yeah. helping me. It's, yeah. yeah. So I, she said I have to change orders, so I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 th I think I think it is Amy. Um, what I'm going to get you to do, because obviously your your question is quite specific, and I'm going to be able to give you a specific answer as soon as I get back to the office tomorrow and have a look at your file. Could you get mm -hmm. drop me an email? If you drop me an email, I promise I'll come back to you tomorrow. Um, because okay. obviously I don't want you to say any more because we're on a on a public forum. Mm. But clearly I know a lot more about your case. I just can't recall it right now. But if you drop me an email, um, I think yeah. I think I, I recall the details of your case, and I'm pretty sure that Amy's on that. Um, but drop me an email, okay. and 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 then I'll have a look at your file first thing in the morning. Is that okay? And yeah. we can chase okay, the court. Cool. Thank you for I help. mean, the court, the court are seriously delayed at the moment, but um, it, it might just be that there's something else that we can help. And it also might be that if we're on the record as acting for you, they won't speak to you. They will only speak to us. But I don't, I don't know if oh, any no, of that... I'm, no, no I'm doing court uh, by myself. Oh, I you're doing it yourself. Okay. Hour here and then oh, I see. From you, like, assistance. I see. So, yeah, I'm doing court myself. I'm, Applicant. Got you. But Got yeah, you. So I, just, months, I think something's not, not quite no, right you're, there. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So you just had a consultation with me. Well, I'll still have your notes back yeah. in the office. So let me take a look at that in the morning and I'll come back to you. All right? All right. Lovely. Okay, cool. Thank you. All right. Thanks. thanks. Okay, bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, Mark. How can I help? You all right, Trace? I'm good. Right. This is Captain's question okay. that I just received. Yeah. Um, so I'll break it down as much as I can. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm divorced since 2012. My ex-husband has remarried in France, where he lived since 2012. Um, at the time of the divorce, and for some years after, we owned a mortgage to house. Um, it was a negative equity, so we could not be sold. It has now been sold, and we have no further financial ties together. Um, and he pays sometimes for our three children. Uh, I am initiated a clean break order late last year as a, I'm sole beneficiary of my parents' estate when my parents passed away. Hopefully not for some years, but I just wanted to be careful as I'm due to inherit a large amount of money. He refused to sign the papers and I lost £500 in legal fees and drawing up the document initially agreed to sign. My question is, can I force him to sign a clean break order is, or is this even worth pursuing? Oh, um, the answer to the question is no, you can't force anyone to sign the order. The judge will make the order um, and then it's legally binding, of course. But to make an application for a clean break order, unless you do it yourself, I certainly wouldn't be advising you to go and take advice and, and, and incur legal fees 
make the application yourself using the form A. And you will just write on the form A that, look, all I want is a clean break order, I want to sever financial ties, and he's just not willing to engage. The difficulty with making the financial order is that you are going to incur a lot of paperwork. No cost if you do it yourself. And it's not hard, the paperwork. It's just, there's a lot of it. Um, but no, you can't force him to sign it, unfortunately. It's not, it's not like the divorce where regardless of what they do, you can push on and get the process server to serve them. It's different with the finances. You, you, they've got to be made aware of it. And if they won't sign, then the court has to make the order. Is that something one of your courses could guide them through? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So I did a finance course, um, which actually I'm glad you brought that up, Mark, because I did a little bit of a trailer this morning on the TikTok um, so I did three courses, divorce, children and finance. And it was for people that wanted to um, represent themselves, but just needed some help. Um, so I tutor you through, essentially. I show you the forms. We go through the forms together. I, t I show you how to do a witness statement and a position statement and all of that. And, and it's designed so you can do it yourself. And they're also now available on TikTok. So TikTok have launched this new feature called TikTok Series. Um, and they reached out to me last week and said, look, we've been onto your website. We've act they actually bought the courses and watched them and said, we would love this on the TikTok series. Would you consider it? I said, absolutely. So we've, we've put them on. We've put them on over the weekend. And I've given massive discounts because it's TikTok. There's like 50% off the divorce course. But yeah, you're right, Mark. The finance course is there. I think there's 30% off the finance course at the minute. Um, so yeah, the course would be ideal for that, for a clean break order. Absolutely. Oh, brilliant. Fab, thanks, Mark. <laughs> I forgot to plug um, my right. own course. <laughs> I've got one or two little questions for you. Yeah. Um, so the first one is, um, I'm going to break this one down. There's a lot of DB, a lot of messages um, um, with um, causing fear, distress and alarm. He lives with his mother, sells drugs. She's an alcoholic. I don't want the baby going up there. Um, met, him, met him at a soft play alone. He's also mentally unstable on medication. Um, and I think the question is, how do I go about a no contact order? Just wondering if the evidence that I have will be enough for a no contact order. So the court, you can't apply for a no contact order. If you feel, I take it mum's asking this question, is it Mark? Yes, yes. Yes. So if mum feels that contact would be dangerous or would not be in the child's best interests, she simply says no to contact. So when dad asks her, she says, absolutely not. I'm, I'm not allowing that. Dad then yeah. has to make the application to the court for contact. And as part of his application, the court may determine that contact isn't appropriate for the child. And what the court will then order potentially is what we call letterbox contact. So there'll be no direct contact, no indirect contact, but maybe letters and cards, birthdays and Christmases. So do you see how you have to do it from the other way round? You can't apply for a no contact order. As the mother with parental responsibility, you just wouldn't allow contact, which would then force yeah. dad's hand to, to make his application. Yeah. Fab. Um, I have another quick one for you. Yep. Um, what can I do if my husband, due to DB, has originally agreed but refused to sign a consent order? I have no money to take it to court for a FO. For a financial order. Um, so what's the question? She wants a financial um, order but she can't afford it. Yeah, but she can't afford one. So do it, do it yourself. 
So all you're going to pay then is the court fee, which is £275, and do it yourself. Um, not, not ideal, depending on what assets are going to be divided, but needs must. And, you know, what can you do? I get asked all the time, what do I do if I can't afford to get a solicitor? You've got to do it yourself, essentially. Um, and look, there's so much out there. I mean, obviously, I do a load of stuff on social media that can help and they can come into Discord and ask a question about a for me or whatever. We go back to the courses again. I've done the courses to help people. But yeah, don't, never, ever be afraid to do it yourself. People are more yeah. capable than, than they give themselves credit for. Yeah. And I know the lounge is busy, right? So I'll just knock this one out quickly. Okay. Um, this is for a dad. I'm sub subject to a court order, which is silent on collection and drop-offs in terms of what and when. The order is shared care seven days with mum, seven days with dad. Yeah. Currently, mum is refusing to help with drop-off or collections. So my question is, is as a shared care, it is assumed that I travelled shared equally i.e drop off at the end of my seven days it's... um and then it, he states then since my position has changed mum quotes continually i assume after ruling is it fair to state that my position can no longer be re relied upon i'll get you to repeat that last bit but let me just address the first bit about the travel it's never assumed <clears throat> And wherever we have children's orders where the parents are required to do a bit of travelling, I'm always making sure that we've got that covered off in the order. Because, yeah. believe you me, this comes up more often than not. We get the order sorted, everyone goes away from court happy, and then all of a sudden I get a phone call to say, well, hang on a minute, am I doing all the driving? And who's paying for my fuel? And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So it's never assumed. If you can't agree, back to court you go to get that bit ironed out. What was the last part of that question, though, Ma? I've got mixed up. So the last part, it says, when I attend court, I submitted a position statement. Since then, my position has changed, but mum courts it continuously. Oh, I, I see. I say, I do, after ruling, in which I wish cases shared, shared care, is it fair to state that the position can no longer be relied upon? Yeah, absolutely. And, and regardless of what mum sees as your position... Worry less about that and worry more about what the court sees as your current position. So, yeah, you just just correct whenever mum makes a statement in court, correct that by, you know, diplomatically by saying, look, if I could just take mum to section or paragraph three of my position statement, this is my position as of today. I think mum's referring to an old position statement and, and always be reinforcing it in front of the court. Yeah. Smashing. Thank you All very right. much, Trace. No it's nice to have you back. Oh, thanks, Mark. Good to be back. Speak to you soon. Yeah. Bye. Nico, I can so, hear you, though. What's your question? I I can barely hear you. But really? My, um, I've got... Um, we separated last week, and within days, I was issued with a non... Um, a non Molestation. Um, no, no, a non-notice... Prohibited steps order okay. and a childcare arrangement order. Yeah. We're actually still living in the same property. Um, we went to court. The order was put in place, but he was also added to the um, order. Yeah. So we, we are now both on the same order. Now, at, when he's done this, he has not um, mentioned anything about the domestic abuse, which... I have suffered and is the reason of the breakdown of the relationship. Yeah. Will that affect um, anything with regards to childcare arrangement? Well, if there's, I mean, first thing I would say is he's not going to mention that, is he? 
because that doesn't, you know, help his case. So that's for you to yeah. bring all of that up and that's for you to mention it. Um, will it affect potentially? Obviously, I don't know the details or the circumstances of the case, but where we have um, domestic violence, the court will always look into that. Absolutely. Yeah. The thing that um, over the years, you don't sort of notice that, um, that, and I sort of believe that he's got some kind of um, spectrum, is on the spectrum or he's got narcissistic personality disorder or traits or whatever. Would a judge see these things and... Or, or because they are very, very difficult only, to prove. Only if you point them out. So, so the judge okay. doesn't. The judge won't play detective in any of this. The judge will look at what it's being being asked to to decide upon, what order it's being asked for, and then in the making, whether or not they make that order, they're going to look at your evidence and his evidence. So, if okay. you want I'll... to rely on that, you've got to get that into your statement. Yeah. I'll... The, the other thing that he also said in, in the um, thing, I, I think we're waiting on, I can't remember which order it is, this section seven, I believe, which yep. is the next step yep. with Kafkaus. Um, yep. He um, said to the judge he had a lovely home, um, a, a stable job, um, and I don't. Um, how do I, I mean, he's put me in that position over the years where I've, I've got no job and the home is his. Mm -hmm. um I, where, where do i go with that what advice would you give because well to me you does, a, does you being does, a parent but is, does, is a lot more than a house and a job i'm just going to say uh, is it relevant first of all so before you go worrying about what he said is it relevant having a job isn't really relevant um the fact that you both live in the same house but it but it's in his name isn't really relevant so yeah. I, I, I wouldn't worry about stuff like that you know, he, okay. I suggest that there's a little element of strategy in what he's doing. He probably knows he's going to push your buttons and get you all riled up. Just stay focused. Yeah. And that's really hard. Oh. And I get that it's hard when you're emotionally evolved. But, and I say this for the benefit of others that are listening as well. You've got to really stay laser focused when you're in litigation. Um, yeah. Cut away all the rubbish, Absolutely. cut away all the crap and, and all the stuff that it just isn't relevant and just focus on what's in the best interest of the child. And less okay. is more. I'm always saying that to people who represent themselves. Less is more. Judges do not want to read chapter in verse. Get to the point. Get to it quickly. Yeah. I mean, when, when we met, um, there was the promise of everything. Prom he promised the world. He promised that I'd be on the house. Even to the point that we were buying the house together. Um, and because of the mortgage and because I wasn't working at the time, we wouldn't have got the amount that we needed. So he did it all by himself. And then he was going to put me on when the mortgage was paid. And all of these things he, he never did. I was told to get a declaration of trust. He wouldn't do that. And all of these things have put me into a position where I, I can't offer, you know, the same as him um, for a child. But, you but, know, but, like, uh, yeah, but, but, but you're right, it is the relevance of it. it absolutely. Are, are you married or not married? No, he no. wouldn't do that either. Okay, he, that's fine. He made me buy a wedding dress and, and then taunted me saying, well, I'm not doing it now because of, okay. you know, whatever it was over the years. So that that is pretty much what the where the domestic abuse is. It's just, you know, 
yeah the promise the taunting over the years and uh, yeah and and even to the point that last year he accused me of assaulting him and that was the final straw for me i said what you know what else could he do yeah. you know and it's a fear everything i know it, it it is a fear but you know what you do nico you use that fear okay you use that fear that's now what is what's going to drive you forward it's always emotion yeah. that drives us forward okay so enough's enough now you've he's never going to change he's he's yeah. done he's done his best um to, to to you and to the child and i mean that in a negative way but that's it here's where you draw the line head up yeah. shoulders back keep moving forward okay and Absolutely. you, you, you use that fear. Use that fear to push you on. Yeah. All right. Thank you. No worries. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Um, and to all the other people, men and women that are out there and they're not quite sure and they have been subject to some sort of abuse or whether it be coercive control or whatever, use that emotion. Don't let that emotion pull you down. Use it to make your application to the court. Use it to go off and speak to people. You know, independent third parties, myself, friends, neighbours, whatever. Use that um, and, and, and hopefully, you know, that, that lady will, will come out stronger and better. Um, guys, I'm going to wrap it up there. Oh my God, that's um, over an hour that we've done so far. So thank you for everyone who's joined me on the Discord. Apologies to Donna Marie, Andrea, Helen, Barry, Emma... 6155 Philip and Bucket Lid, but I am back here tomorrow. Who, sorry, have their hands up and I didn't get around to answering your question, but I'm back here tomorrow at six o'clock. We'll do another hour of family law. Join me in the lounge. Make sure you guys are back and I will come to you first, I promise. Um, until then, take care. Hope that was helpful um, and speak to you again tomorrow. Cheers, guys. Bye. <laughs>